Let's talk about Canadian population because we're breaking records again. In the last 12 months, Canada's population has grown by 1.25 million people. We've never seen the population grow by this many people in the history of the country, and this is the second strongest annual growth rate we've seen since 1958. In just three months, the population rose by 430,000 people, and this growth was driven almost entirely by immigration. Now, population growth, it's not necessarily a problem in a normal economy. Essentially, more people added to the country means more people paying taxes, and in theory, more people working, so the GDP and productivity should increase. The problem is Canada is in a housing crisis. Robert Kavchich, the senior economist at the Bank of Montreal, says the current plan isn't working. For context, at two and a half people per household, we need to build more than 170,000 new housing units every three months to keep up with this rate of population growth. And this doesn't even account for the current population's household formation. Currently, the industry is pushed to the max trying to create 220,000 homes per year, and that number may decline as housing starts in November decline by 22% month over month in Canada. CMHC's deputy economist says this was due to labor shortages and more difficulty borrowing conditions. Essentially, projects just don't pencil out anymore. Interest rates are too high, developers can't find workers, and margins are too low for housing to get created. Now, perhaps Canadians could get used to living in larger households of maybe three to five people instead of two and a half. Or adding density and multiplexing everything, which we've recently seen allowed in BC. But I think we need to focus on both demand and supply. Supply can be adjusted through policy changes like allowing more density and making construction easier, but it's a long-term play. Demand can be adjusted through our population growth targets, at least until housing supply catches up. Currently, the large population growth and lack of development is putting pressure on the resale and rental prices, which are seeing double-digit year-over-year increases in some rental markets. Let's see what happens and if we see any policy changes over the next 5-10 to 10 years. Next, let's talk briefly about Canadian inflation. November CPI came out from Statistics Canada and showed a 3.1% increase in their basket of goods. A reminder though, this does not mean prices are decreasing. It means prices are increasing at a slower rate. This is referred to as disinflation. The biggest contributions to that basket of goods came from travel tours, which are up 26.1% year-over-year, and mortgage interest costs, which are up 29.8% year-over-year. In the good news department, energy prices declined by 5.7% year-over-year in November. Specifically, oil and other fuel prices saw a year-over-year decline of 23.6%. However, there is some bad news. Food purchased from stores is up 4.7% and rent is up 7.4% year over year. So this is a real estate show. Why am I talking about population and inflation? Good question. Population growth is essentially a measure of national demand. People need to live in homes in Canada, especially during the winter months, and therefore an increased population means more individuals competing for the same product which is housing. 
These population statistics can help us form a thesis when we're thinking about long-term growth in the Canadian housing market. High demand and low supply means prices should, in theory, continue to go up in the long term. Inflation can help us track market sentiment. If inflation is high, potentially people will choose to stay where they are rather than move because the cost of essential goods like food and shelter has risen. This can help us with a potential short-term forecast. Not only does it give us an idea of market sentiment, but it also helps us forecast what the Bank of Canada might do. They're hoping to get inflation back under 3%, and the quicker they do that, the quicker they may cut interest rates, which could bring some relief to the mortgage market. Speaking of forecasts, let's see how the Canadian market looked in November 2023. So essentially, it was more of the same for Canadian housing in November 2023. The average price declined by about $10,000 month over month. However, it increased by $12,000 year over year to hit around $646,000. Now, these are pretty much sideways moves, and they account for about a 2% change, both month over month and year over year. Now, all provinces except Quebec and Newfoundland are seeing a decrease in average house prices for the month of November, some more than others. New Brunswick dropped 6.5% month over month, PEI dropped 4.8% month over month, and Manitoba dropped 4.6% month over month. There were around 35,000 national home sales in November 2023, and this measure was actually up 16% year over year, and it put the sales to new listings ratio at 49.8%, which continues the balanced market in Canadian real estate. Now for some provincial highlights. According to Wowa.ca, all provinces are in seller's markets other than Quebec and Ontario. BC continues to have the highest average home price at $964,000, which is a 7% increase from last year. New Brunswick has the highest sales to new listings ratio. In November, it was at 91%, meaning 91% of the homes that were listed sold. However, the average home price was the lowest in the country at $280,000. Nova Scotia saw the largest year-over-year -year increase to their average price at 11% year-over-year, which brought them to an average price of around $408,000. The top three most expensive provinces, the same as last month, they're BC, Ontario, and Quebec. Although Quebec's average price was almost half of Ontario's, both BC and Ontario continue to keep the average price high in the country, but they both logged month-over-month -month declines. Let's see what happens in December. Well, folks, that's all for me. I wanted to keep this one a bit short due to the holidays. Hope everybody has a great holiday season. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take care.